Back from LA. Yes, I plan to move. And I know that's what they all say. But I'ma be someone to know soon. Come fuck with me. I ain't got no plans for the weekend. Don't know what you was thinking. But I don't got no drinks for drinking. I got some weed for smoking. And I got some songs for listening No, I don't got work in the morning Shit, you don't know what you're missing I'ma go to bed soon Come fuck with me I ain't got no plans for the weekend Don't know what you was thinking But I don't got no drinks for drinking I got some weed for smoking And I got some songs for listening No, I don't got work in the morning Shit, you don't know what you're missing Missing Out by Brent Fayez. Yes, yes, yes. And that was a request by our special guest that we're about to introduce on the podcast. Before we go ahead and do that, let me go ahead and introduce myself. I am Famous Amos, a.k.a. An Identified Black Male, a.k.a. So, Brother Number Three, a.k.a. Your mother's last mistake, a.k.a. Pinky, a.k.a. That dude over there might have stole my wallet. 
<laughs> no, that's a, that's a fun one. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. And to my right is my humble co-host. What up? It's Tim Redhouse. <laughs> hey, that was a pretty good one. That was on accident. A.K.A. Plato Got Stacks. A.K.A. Tim the Hoon. A.K.A. <laughs> George Hooney. A.K.A. Hoonius Ferg. A.K.A. Your mother's favorite brother. A.K.A. Young Timmy Bus Nuts. <laughs> and today we have a very special guest. He goes by the greatest voice you might have heard of his buttery, smooth, silky ass voice. It's fucking phenomenal. It's better than our two broke ass voices. And we got fucking JT on with us. What's good, dog? <laughs> That's good to hear, man. That's good to hear. Honestly, honestly, man. But before we go ahead and get di- uh, deeper into this conversation, we got to let you know, first of all, what's going on. And we got to remind you what our book of the month is. The book of the month is... Home... Oh, no. That was, you're thinking of the other one, Home Days. We're actually oh. reading the previous book by the author Yuval Noah Harari, and it is Sapiens, A Brief History of Mankind. We're diving into this one. That's going to be the one we're going after, all right? That needs air horns. Oh, air shit. horns. Air horns. Quick. Oh, my gosh. Air horns. The Why'd air horns are ready. Why'd Why? you unplug it? I didn't Quickly. think we needed it. Quickly. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, this week for our comic book of the week we actually got a very special one and jt's going to premiere it for us and you motherfuckers aren't ready for this because it's a manga go ahead you want to go ahead and drop that for us jt oh yeah go ahead um something called goblin slayers i had never heard of them until about three weeks ago they got this one website it's kind of like a like a and it just is hella it's like it's like it's like Game of Thrones meets like a fairy tale, but it's in manga form. It's just sick. That it's sounds fucking awesome. It's hella dope. I promise you'll enjoy it. If you're under the age of 14, I suggest you not read it. You're probably going to read it anyway. It's a good piece of content. Definitely. Word, word, word. Sounds sounds fucking dope. Going dive into that. Actually, like, I mean, shit, I, I, I like how that starts because I, I feel like that could get us right into the first thing that I wanted to ask. Actually, fuck, do we do that now? Should we do that after? I want to ask you, though, do, do you watch Berserk? Do you, do you keep up with Berserk? Man, uh, man, a funny story about Berserk. I never. So, yes, I, keep, I keep up with Berserk. Um, the dude who's the writer. What's the name of the author of Berserk? What's his name? Let me go ahead and do a quick fact check. Yeah, because I do not know his name. Okay, well, no, no, no. You know, you know, he don't, he don't know. He don't deserve it because he pissed me off. He been writing, <laughs> oh, shit. he been writing, he been, he been writing this manga for thirty-one years now. <laughs> then he went on a one-year hiatus with the manga, and then, and then when you release it, it's, a lot of my frustrations about it right now. A lot of y'all might not understand unless you keep up with the whole storyline. But just right now, he's 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 doing a very bad job as a writer. Right? That's my personal opinion. Uh, did you feel that because he like he he stops a lot? He stops a lot. This he takes like these eight seven year breaks. Like he's fifty nine, he can't get up no more. So I know he's not out like dating. And so like like I don't. I'm I'm curious. What are you doing at this book? Yeah, what are you doing that's not make letting you be able to write twelve to thirteen pages like 
bro, come on. <laughs> I I feel you on that. What I, what I think is personally fucked up about this manga is that it can't. It started. It came out back in like '89, right? So and then like yeah. the the TV series and even the movie, the the three series movie. I think like those were like the late '90s. So like legit, like what it's 2019. There's legit people that died before they're able to see. Let's get his fucking revenge. Last thing they saw was this was homie's fucking girlfriend get raped by a demon, and that's that's all they got. Oh my god, that scene at the that's end true. of the third movie, like scar. I didn't because the whole movie, I thought this is just some medieval, <laughs> you know, maybe some occasional like you know actual mythological fairy tale creatures like the what's called what was the demon that fucking broke out of the cave at the end with the wings? Yeah, um, I forgot his name. Um, Nosferatu. Oh, uh, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah, and okay. like. The, what, what, it made sense, right? It, you know, it made sense. But then when that whole egg thing happened and the portal opened and everyone got sucked in and uh, you can't unsee that. And then motherfuckers died. <laughs> they were Man, dropping that, like flies. That was one of those things I will never, I, 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 I will never forget. I remember how I first got, intro, how I first got introduced in, to Berserk was this was three years ago. I think I was in San Diego. My cousin was like, Man, have you ever seen it? <laughs> Hello? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Sounds spicy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we keep it raw and organic here. Yeah. Oh wait! Yeah, uh, sounds like we're breaking up a little bit. Yeah, you good? No, you still fade it right now. Yeah, it still sounds like you're fading out a little bit, JT. Okay, can you hear me better now? Yes, that's perfect. Oh yeah, great. Yeah. Can you hear this music in the background or no? Nah. Okay, cool. My bad. I grew up in a black household, so my mother plays Christian music at odd hours of the day. I know, Robert. Sounds very but, um The very first time I heard of Berserk, I was it was like I said, it was three years ago. My cousin was like, "Hey, man, check out this, check out this anime. It's really dope. It's hella cool." And I'm like, okay, and he's like, "Just watch the movies." I forgot what the first one was called, but man, that shit was crazy. That scene with the that scene when they got all got sacrificed and ate up in the portal, that was, that gave me nightmares. That shit was. It was too much. It was like, where, where did this come from? It was there, so fucked up. Where was the build for this? Where was the, where was the hint or the explanation? Like this just came out of left field. Homeboy. Oh yeah, it was great. Man, the, re, the, 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 way, the reason why I like that show is because they're not scared to show like the grittiness. I love how everybody just died. Even everybody they like, the, the big black dude, that one white dude who, mm-hmm. who got obviously got friend zoned by, Casa or Casa, whatever mm-hmm. the one who threw knives. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, um, but he got he got it the worst kind of just like ah. Uh, yeah. Trying to retreat. I, but I was so happy when that one the, the one dude who was addicted to to, uh, to guts all the time mm-hmm. when he got ate by that one <laughs> that he thought was like this hot blonde. Oh yeah. He got, uh, he thought he thought oh, he was about to grab man. some titties and I just fucking like, yeah. got his head bit off. He got chomped up real quick. That shit was great. <laughs> I was like, yeah, nigga, nobody wants you. <laughs> so what was your, uh, what was like the first manga or like anime that you were ever introduced to? 
It's kind of hard to say because my whole life I've always been aware of anime. I think I can tell you the very first anime I ever fell in love with that I ever fell in love with was Dragon Ball Z. And I remember I was seven. I came home. Mama just married my step my stepdad at the time. They got into it, then got back together, and went to Reno and left me alone at the house. And I was watching Toonami, and I just saw these 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 uh. Asian people would like shooting, shooting lights out of their hands. I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I watched it for 10, I watched it for 10 minutes. And next thing you know, I was like, oh, this is, this is low key lit. Like <laughs> this fake this fake way raw. And cause I didn't, I, I watched it. I started it like about two thirds into the, the, the sense, the sand saga, like right before mm-hmm. Vegeta killed a uh, Nappa. Yeah. 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 And I was like, yeah, that, that let me know, man. Bald headed people don't, do not matter in my at all. But it was, it was, it was, it was, it was like, he did I was like, damn, like, I got to keep my hair. Like, but it was, that hurts so, that, that hurts was, so much to my soul. I know. We're, we're, we're both bald headed, just so you yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, we're damn. both bald headed individuals. Damn. You're bald by choice, bro. This is, this is <laughs> they, have, they have so many drugs. They have so many drugs. Have so many drugs. Let me tell you something. If Tiger can have hair, then you guys can. <laughs> oh no, man! My granddad always yeah. told me never trust a man who wears a toupee, and I, I, just, I gotta apply that now to hair yeah. plugs. That, that, that's why I don't trust <laughs> Trump that's or LeBron. That's because he was from a time where toupees were the only option. Now you have like that thing where you can inject your red blood cells in your hair, and you can have like a living chia pet on your head. Like <laughs> the world, the world has changed so much now. Like you have so many more options. Yeah, that shit's definitely weird. I feel like it's very like almost like video gaming in a way because like whatever like like style you want to chase we have a cure for that you know what i'm saying yeah yeah you know so do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing to a certain extent me personally i mean i feel like it definitely focuses on our vanity way too much i mean like honestly right here like i don't give a fuck i'll walk out in like underwear and socks really quick just to grab mail with my hair all like not shaved or anything i don't give a fuck but i feel like for like everybody else like it puts too much focus on it and i don't feel like that's a really a thing that we should be like focused on because real shit if everybody was ugly guess what everybody's standards has to drop I'll be honest. I think I think to a certain extent we all should have. Everybody has a certain amount of flaws, and I mm. think the flaws give you character. Definitely, I, mean, I agree with that. I really do. It's a certain, you know. It just mm. it is what it is. I mean, like it, it's something to be appreciated about the girl who, like everybody went to school with that one girl, like at least five or ten girls in your school actually. Like that girl who the girls who they don't have like the best looking face, but they have like a hella fat ass for some reason. Oh, yes. yes. They oh give me hope. Oh my God. And they always have some old school name Bethany. God bless <laughs> Bethany. No, yeah. All I, the I, Bethany's and Gerthas. Me personally, I love girls like that because like I don't feel like like uh discouraged to like go up to them. I'm like, damn, she has a fat ass. I wanna see that shit roll. I should I can go talk to her because she's not that bomb, you know what I'm saying? Probably has a nice personality. Yeah. But do you ever think to yourself like we don't give enough like credit maybe or like props, not props, but I mean cuz I'm I'll be honest, I'm I'm a fan of, of a natural chick, mm-hmm. but think about all the women from back in like I think it was 1969 or something when they had the first implant surgery in 1964. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So think about all those women that took the risk to get 
tits and ass done to where we have the Instagram thoughts of today that have all that work done that you know it was all plastic surgery. It's like think about all the women who took the bullet to like be tested upon. Bro, that shit was building for almost for more than three hundred years, and this is what we finally get with it. To build it up where it is today. That's I crazy. mean, in a sense, you could say they were brave, but then also you can might have said they were desperate. Mental I mean, you never know. Yeah, they're, 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 they're probably a few. They're probably out of that bunch was probably a few brave ones who were like, you know, I want to take those steps for science and for. <laughs> and then, there's few, then there's a few. Then there's a few Esters and Ashleys who just were like, no, she gonna he gonna she, she gonna fuck my sister, not me. Okay. <laughs> I, I know what I can do to change is change how he views me totally. JT, you know? I I mean I. I was with you until you just try to make a claim that said these bitches were getting their titties big for science. That's the most manly response ever. For the forwarding of the science, for the advancement of civilization, they're like, you know what? I shall take this sacrifice. I'll risk it all. <laughs> it was like what that dude in Nacho Libre, I don't believe in God. I believe in science. And they yeah. took, they and I'm gonna put... tell you, but I'm gonna tell you that them, them first four or five case studies, I promise you, they were girls who didn't have nothing to work with anyway. They were oh, like, no. hell, ain't nothing to be lost, anyways. Worst case scenario. <laughs> low, low key, I feel like they probably had the bubonic plague anyway. And that's, yeah, that's why they're trying to get smashed down. They're like, yo, I'm about to die anyway. Bro, it's 1964. Oh, I thought you said 1664. Nigga, no one was getting big titty oh, jobs man. in 1664. I was in a total, <laughs> I was in medieval times right now, bro. Exactly. They oh, was man. getting big titties in 1664. That wasn't titties, that was tumors. <laughs> <laughs> that's not damn titties. <laughs> Oh shit! It's like it's those like, were lesions. It's like it's like back in my day, breast cancer was a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, bro. Shit. We used to do, man. We used to take the rats and have them bite the nipple. <laughs> 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 oh god. Oh shit. Well, uh, but yeah, but yeah, but uh, I don't know. I don't know how we got to um, you know bubonic titty surgery, but. Uh, what were we talking about before that? We we're talking about you know berserk and just outrageousness and anime, and we're we're kind of yeah. breaching on that. But I mean, before we get too sidetracked, just because we're still early in the podcast, you know, we still got yeah. time to get into you know the meat and potatoes. Let's just let's hear a little bit about you, because I mean, just doing my research, I saw that you had your own podcast going. I want to hear about that mm. from the you know hear about it from the horse's mouth, as so to say. My granddaddy would have said back in the day, but also um, tell me about that voice of yours, man. It's very How deep. did you get it? <laughs> um, I mean, um, it's there. Uh, it's been it's been with me since I was about seventeen or six, somewhere somewhere in that age, like sixteen and a half. I think sixteen and a half or seventeen is when I started noticing it. Um, wasn't always there. It uh, was actually my. Uh, I got to be honest with you, my voice was kind of like the worst part of my personality before then. Like. Uh, that's that's when I go. That's where I go to saying like how I think a lot of times you have to have flaws and characters to kind of give you that. Sometimes your flaws give you characters because there was a time when people used to hate hearing me speak because I used to have a lisp. I had a stuttering problem too, so and I was. It was like a, it was like a long. It was like a long phase, like middle school to high school. People were just telling me like, man, you know Joe, because my real name is Joseph. Man, you know Joe, you know you cool, you cool as shit. You feel me? Like bitches be feeling you. But you just can't talk though. Oh, <laughs> so, so, I was like, I was hey, like oh, okay. those, are, those are honest friends though. Yeah, 
That's, that's honest. I mean, thing. hey, listen, hey, listen. Whatever it took to get uh, Charlene to suck me off, hey, whatever it takes, <laughs> whatever it takes to do, I'll, I'll be, I'll be mute. But um, yeah, I just turned sixteen. It's around sixteen and a half or seventeen. This time I was going to job corp. I just, I went through puberty and rest of me grew, and started getting more comfortable. And I started talking. People started just kind of bringing it up, like, like, what, nigga, why, what, why the fuck you sound like that? I was like, I don't know. Just is, is this me? So, yeah, it's been there. I that's the story. That's the that's the story of divorce. Pretty much is growing into your own skin. It's very it's, yeah. it's, it's very unique. Yeah. Like it's something that I mean, if you read if you did audiobooks or if you did like I, I would very much enjoy that shit. But yeah, I feel like you're you're on the mean streak to be like the next Morgan Freeman. You definitely like be yeah, God. Yeah, Morgan Freeman got those sexual abuse charges and what? shit and then they trying to take yeah. Morgan from us? Not Morgan. Yeah, man. I mean, it is. I mean, hey, listen. I mean, I like Morgan. God bless him. He, he's played many a good role as a soft-spoken black guy. But like, we we can we can get over Morgan. I mean, I, <laughs> he narrates Penguin documentaries and stuff. Like, I'm I'm cool. <laughs> if they take the off, if they take my personal favorite voice of all time is and y'all might not have watched this growing up. Uh, Gargoyles, remember Gargoyles? Yes, I oh, fucking, yes. That, that's probably no, no. my introduction so, to anime so right there. Before you elaborate, I, I want to say that Gargoyles is one of the most underrated cartoons from the 90s <laughs> mm-hmm. that like slept on with that like section of Toon Disney with like bonk, uh, uh, bonkers and shit. A like, lot of street sharks. Yep, street bing, sharks. yep. Yeah. Yeah, so go, go on, go yeah. on now. Yeah, Keith David, his role is Goliath. His voice is the, I always tell anybody, I always, because I tell people I have the greatest voice. Honestly, I think, my, to me, when I listen to my voice, it just sounds average, but whatever whatever everybody else say, hey, I roll with it. The greatest speaking voice of all time to me is Keith David's. He did the voice of Goliath. That man's, he did the voice of Goliath. He did the voice of Arbiter. He played in, he just oh, yeah, does, he, he does hella cartoon voice. He did the yeah. voice of that one orange and yellow machine from uh, Teen Titans. What about like, he has the what about James Earl Jones? James Earl Jones. <laughs> is, let me just say this. Let me just say this. James Earl Jones has a magnificent voice. It's mm-hmm. a dope voice. I, I respect his talent. I just do not like the, the way he looks when he talks in interviews. <laughs> I, I just don't. Like, he has this weird look of, like, he's happy, but then he's not happy. Like, I, I, it just, it just he, he scares me. Like, I feel like he'd kill me. I don't know why. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, he definitely has kind of, I think it's his jowls. I like how his cheeks slump down a little bit. But, uh, yeah. That, I would hate that, to be fired by James Earl Jones. I feel like he would, <laughs> he would give me a stern lecture before he would actually say that I'm fired. And that it should be like, am I getting fi- Oh, yeah, I'm getting fired. Yeah, I'm getting fired. Man. It's like, <laughs> man, he sounds like he's giving me a good pep talk right now. And then it's like, oh. you with that Mufasa tone. Famous. Everything the light touches is benefits, insurance, and health care plans. And you participate in none of it because, nigga, you're fired. <laughs> we, cleaned out your desk. We, cleaned out your, we cleaned out your desk the other day. We hired this Argentinian dude off an of offer up called Jorge. He said he could do the same job you were doing. For half I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Do your thing. God bless. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> But his voice, his voice, his voice is, his voice is lit. I prefer, but I prefer my favorite voices of all time are Keith David's, um, Allstate dude, of course. Oh yeah, that's another good Allstate voice. dude. Yeah, he was the president uh, in twenty four. Got shot. That's Allstate stand. 
And then I don't know because sometimes it don't even be the depth. It's like sometimes a voice will be uh, like a voice just because I like the character behind it, like Ryan Reynolds' voice. Yeah, he has a very snarky like, voice. I fuck with it. Yeah, he's he's, and he's just funny too. Like he mm-hmm. just like I watching him in Deadpool was that was the funniest hour and fifty four minutes of my life. Like he just is a comedic genius. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just it just depends sometimes. You know, like I was actually watching. Um... Endgame again. I've watched that movie like eight times now. I'm actually. Oh, I'm so glad you guys watched. We can talk about. (laughs) Oh yeah, we've already had a whole episode saying spoilers. So fuck it. If the fans haven't listened to by, if they haven't seen the movie by now, I'm sorry. Fuck you guys. It's a non-personal. Fuck you. First world country, and you've not took your ass to a theater to pay ten ten to nine dollars to watch it. Then I'm sorry. Yeah, really though. I I mean, that shit's China put that shit out like the weekend of. So you you could have watched it if you wanted to. But like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I watched. I, yeah, I, I bootlegged it the day it came out. I wasn't playing. Yeah, I've already watched the bootleg one. You know, I had I had to watch it. It's like, hey, I don't care if I, the quality's not as good. I've already seen it in theaters. I'm good. Let me just watch it again. But, no, yeah, but as I, I think was, you probably watched it. If you watched it the, like around the first two days it came out, you probably watched the same one I did, and it actually mm. wasn't a bad quality bootleg. Exactly, I, exactly. I no, there's still a great quality one out there. I'm just suspect of anything that comes from China because I know that they edit shit. And I, yeah, that was the one. Mm-hmm. That was the yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 <laughs> green screen with the golden film going through. Yep, mm-hmm. you guys already know. Mm-hmm. No, but I, I was really impressed with I, with the uh, Josh Brolin's uh, role as Thanos and how he came off sounding like him. I, I was really like, I really fucked with it, how he portrayed Thanos in that movie. He might go down He's as one of the goat. goats as far as villains. Okay. He'll probably go down as one of the goats of villains. He did a good job. I recognize he did a good job. I just never, I, I didn't like that. Well, I can hard for me to say because I, I remember when the first Avengers came, that sorry when Infinity War came out last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I tried to do an episode where I was talking about like how crazy is his idea to <laughs> to get rid of half the population to save the other half. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, I mean, you. I was like, if it's, if it, if you're getting rid of people who we don't want, I mean, maybe I could kind of see, but then it's kind of like, because then that, because how I look at it is, if you take off half the life, that means you also took half the food supply because we eat half the animal. That means you took half the animals too, so we're still gonna be hungry <laughs> anyway. Either way it goes. Definitely. You know what I what I what more I found the downfall is is like all right, so say you take half the population, just take Earth for example, we have mm-hmm. what eight billion people, so you take away half. We're still at four billion, and like just in like the fifties or sixties, that's pretty much where our number is. And since then, that's where we're at now. So we would have easily boomed back because if there's one thing that's for sure, people like fucking. Oh yeah, I feel yeah. like there's yeah, never a shortage of babies ever. Do you think? Yeah, and if we if oh, right. oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, do you think Thanos snapped efficiently, like? <laughs> like, like you didn't just like well, snap away all the doctors and scientists did you like, he's just like oh, we got a lot of extra homeless people around here maybe like someone addicted to crack like he already went to rehab five six times like it was just oh, no, he, was you know, he, he took he took some people we we could have he took some people we could have kept the nelson Van- scott and jay-z and shit probably <laughs> the elon musk then left, the nelson Van- then left Van- fucking catch, the left catch me outside girl from that doctor <laughs> like yeah like yeah yeah no he I don't know if that's what you. I didn't even know it was like a. This this movie showed me that the thing had to, that it had to be a snap. I didn't know it had to be a snap. I thought it just mm-hmm. could be like you having the stones. Period. 
Yeah, definitely. That's how it's supposed to be. But you know, move like movie logic. They have to do something for like visually pleasing, so people could be like, "Oh, okay, it makes sense how they're able to win." No, yeah. What yeah, does? Right. What did it make sense to me? Also, is like just the Ant Man character, and like I don't understand how he's able. To, all right, so you got this dude that gets smaller than like molecules, right? How is mm-hmm. he still able to breathe oxygen at that point? Won't like the oxygen just like blow his nostril up or some shit? Like he should be running into it. That's, that's a good one. Of, like, how can you breathe if you're smaller than an oxygen molecule? I never thought about that. I mean, we can all, we can all, we can. Let me. The people who come up with these characters, they didn't major in um, <laughs> physics and any of that. These motherfuckers, they, 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 they drew, they, they drew. They were those kids who were really good at drawing stuff in, in elementary school. So they probably didn't think think that all the way through. Yeah, definitely. Coming from people that like make comic book characters, when one of the one of the artists couldn't like drop thumbs on people or some shit. So yeah. So yeah, and even then, like that's he's on when he when he's that when he's to the size where probably H two O the H two O molecules will be bigger than them. That's only when he's in the quantum realm. So, and then when you're in the quantum realm, apparently that's like being like in fairy world, like where time doesn't time changes or whatever. So that's kind of like a different thing. When he's a size, when he's when he's like that really small size, when he's the mm. size of an ant, I mean, hell, ants breathe there too, so that, that probably doesn't apply when he's that size. I see where you're getting at. Like it just like it just scopes down for him, so he can still live within the reality of the universe. Yeah, okay. like, let me tell you, it, that with that Avengers Endgame, there's a in Endgame and Infinity War, it's a lot of shit that I I'm trying to stop cursing. A lot of shit that I found very didn't make sense to me. That that wasn't one of them. It's a lot of things, but that that wouldn't endorse. <laughs> Definitely feel that. Yeah, my sister tried making sense of time travel. I just said, <clears throat> let it go. It's time travel. But um, oh yeah, the time travel thing didn't make that didn't make no that that didn't make no sense. You you travel back and okay, let me just unpack this shit because let me just say this. First off, it was a great film. Great film. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Endgame. I watched it five times already. Great work of cinema. There about about seven or eight things in the film I didn't that didn't make sense to me. The first thing with the time travel thing, mm-hmm. if you going into it, if you going back in time and changing something, it doesn't change your world, it just creates another different timeline. Mm-hmm. How did Captain America go back in time and then live with Peggy and then somehow come back to his timeline if technically he's existing in a different timeline now? Yeah, yeah. That's why like I was saying, like, yo, that means he must have went ended up back in a different timeline, which yeah, I don't know, dude. It doesn't But I think that's how unfortunately well you know, I think what happens is by him doing that, he messed up the timeline. That's why in the new Spider-Man movie, we have Mysterion. Or oh, Mysterion. Mysterio, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and oh, and he says how the timeline's interrupted, and I think it's going to be through this new series of the timeline that we're going to get the new Fantastic Four and the new X-Men, and then we're going to be building upon that. Cause, the Ultimates. Uh, Tony, I mean, not Tony, uh, Tom. Holland. Tom Holland, he's going to be the next uh, Robert Downey Jr. for probably the next 10 years, possibly as far as he's so young now. By the time we get him, like this is all amazing Spider-Man. We're about to get mm-hmm. ultimate Spider-Man coming up soon when he's more like grown man status and mm-hmm. shit. And then they'll go on to the next after they kill him off or whatever. Word. Right on. Before we get into more Endgame talk, because apparently we could talk Endgame for fucking ever. It always ends up happening. Let's talk about you some more. Like, so you, you're from, uh, what did you, did you grow up in Sacramento? Because you stay in Sacramento, right? Or you're up north? No, I stay in a very small city called Galt. 
Uh, I was born in Sac, mm-hmm. uh, but I lived everywhere. I lived in growing up. I used I moved around a lot, so I lived in Sac. Um, for those who aren't from who are from California, uh, these these next five or four cities on my list are in California. I stayed in Sacramento, then Fresno, then Visalia, then Vallejo, then San Francisco, mm-hmm. then San Diego. And then when I was 14, I moved to Alabama. Then from there, I went to Georgia. Then from there, I went to California. Then I went to Arizona State for three years and left there and came back. And here I am. Right on, right on. That's, that's a lot of moving you did. Um, when, you, what, uh, when you're in Arizona, what did you end up going there for? I was going, initially, I was going there for uh, architecture and then I, uh, architectural engineering. And then I picked up a pen and I took up a pen. As soon as I got in that architectural drawing class, I was like, oh, nigga, this is not for me. <laughs> and I, um, I changed my business com. And then when I was out there, I ended up changing it to um, international relations, which truthfully ain't even really a major. But then when I was out there, I kind of just was, I learned that I kind of had a, kind of had low key, like a talent with picking up languages really fast. Mm-hmm. I learned how to speak Portuguese and Spanish there. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I was going to be like the next diplomat or whatever. But, you know, uh, made a lot of, uh, I made a lot of very um, not wise decisions when I was in college. As yeah. as uh, all of us that have gone to college, and even those of us who have not gone to college, um, my 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 next question was: What ended up uh, shooting you in um, to the world of podcasting? Um, I mean a few things. Um, well, I mean I can tell you the the the. I got into it the very first time of a podcast was because this is about three and a half years ago and it was April. I had bought a microphone, a blue snowball microphone because I wanted to try to get into voiceover. Mm-hmm. And I got really, I don't really enjoy voiceover. I just was doing it because every once in a while, like even that kind of pays every once in a while to pick mm-hmm. up a gig. And I was watching manga. I was watching, um, what did, what, which one was this? Um, is this one called Return to Zero? I don't know if you've heard of it. No, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's it's amazing. I have no idea how to say the Japanese name, so I'm just not going to even attempt. Oh. But I was watching it, and I called my cousin, the same one who re- recommended a Berserk team. I was like, hey, man, you know what we should do? I was like, man, I got a laptop, and I got a microphone. Why don't we record a podcast just to be on some bullshit? He's like, no, nah, man, that's, that's, that's gay. I ain't doing it. I'm like, cool. I guess I'll do it by myself. And so I plug it's. I plugged up the microphone. I downloaded this. Um, I looked up this like software, like how to record a podcast. I mm-hmm. found this website where you could download the podcast and software, like a studio. It's called Spreaker. So oh. I downloaded it, plugged up my microphone, and it was weird, man. Like as soon as I started talking to the microphone, I just felt like this weird kind of like I don't know, like this just this weird kind of like snap or this weird kind of connection. And I was like, I was like, man, I could do this. And so I recorded like for like four hours, and then. I don't know, I just went through this weird phase. Like that whole week, I just spent the whole week just reading up on like radio hosts who were popular and like radio, like Petey Green or Howard Stern, or Bubba mm-hmm. the Love Sponge, or Charlene the God, and just watching videos about them. And like, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, I guess I hate to sound corny, but it's kind of like I felt like I, like I quote unquote found like my calling. Like, it just was this weird moment where I was like, man, like, yeah, like I, I could really see myself doing this. Like, yeah, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And so, from then on in, from then on in, I started podcasting. Well, speaking of podcasting and just uh, influential characters, you know, I have a copy of uh, Howard Stern's Private Parts in my hand at this moment. That's actually very uh, interesting that you said that. So uh, as far as influential figure figures, you know, 
when you first decided to do this, did you ever fall into the trap of trying to model yourself after a figure or after someone's type of show flow style? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 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 80, 80, 80, 89 times. 3,000 times. <laughs> I just now found my character maybe like 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 the summer before the summer before last like it it, it took a minute because like because you just see all these it, it, it's a few things like one naturally if you're a creator you see other people who create the same content you're creating and you thinking whatever they're doing to be successful i probably have to emulate that as well that's the first thing mm -hmm. then the second thing is like because I got the voice, because when I started telling people I was doing that, I felt like I had to be like the people who I saw who talked like me. And then like I went through this weird phase. Like my first, my first four episodes of my podcast, I sound crazy because I was trying to make my voice as deep as possible. <laughs> like I'm on there, beep people, my friends, my comrades. This is the podcast. Man, did you you heard Drake just meek meal and it was crazy. Like it just sounded weird. And but that's because, like I said, like objectively speaking, I don't know how to gauge. I didn't know how to like kind of gauge myself. I just knew like, oh, people said they like my voice because it was deep. So I was like, what if I make it deep? Like, and so, cause I, so I'm, yeah. So it's, it, it took a, it took a while because of that. And then also, um, I don't know, it's kind of, it's kind it's just kind of hard. It's kind of, it's like anything. Like I look, I look at broadcasting in and of itself, podcast and broadcast, whatever you call it. I look at it as an art. You got to find your own voice when you're doing it, mm -hmm. you know? There are some times where you look at somebody who kind of is like you in a certain like I look at Charlemagne the God. I look up to him. I look up to him a lot because, Man. generally speaking, people who know me, people people who I mess with, just anybody who meets me, know me is kind of being like the heavily opinionated person. Like I'm gonna speak my mind regardless. And I've always looked up to him. That looked up to him about that. And so when I started my podcast, I kind of just went through a phase where I was trying to be like like the person who's gonna say some solicited shit just to get like the views. But then I gotta realize like. I can't be that because to a certain point, I'm not being true to myself. I'm just trying to kind of do what he does. Like, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to, trying to wire that same way, but I got to find my own work. Because what happened, what'll happen is when you do that, when you're an opinion leader, when, when you're an opinion leader and people are following you because of your opinion, what'll happen naturally is if you try to follow somebody else and you just try to beat them so hard, you're going to lose a little bit of yourself that gives you that special look on the world, special outlook on the world. Mm -hmm. There's a certain reason why people are tuning into your podcast. People are tuning into iTunes every. No, not iTunes. We're tuning into the uh, the block is hot podcast. The block is hot. Hey, <laughs> damn. Hey, so you you did your research because yeah. yeah. iTunes. I don't think we said that on this podcast. Yeah, you actually <laughs> yeah. weren't supposed to make that connection, but uh... I'm surprised you made the connection. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, you know, you know. I, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't say your real name yet. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, that's even, that's just that's just crazy. Yeah, we just fucking <laughs> but, with you. His name <laughs> Seth, guys. It's Seth Hose. It's Seth Hose. Seth Hose. <laughs> 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 but um yeah no nah, i feel you because i yeah, mean definitely. i i mean i'm not gonna go ahead and shit or not not shit but i'm not gonna tell your life story tim but um back in the day i would be um hold on why why, why wait, before wait, wait, you bring out. up my life story you say the word shit it's not yeah. no, no i don't i don't want shit no because i don't because i know you want to tell your personal story that's why i don't want to shit on you and just like steal your thunder oh, no, yeah but i know back when so i was younger cool if someone explains it for me no no back back when i was younger and i would like tell hello wait did we disconnect no we're still here oh, okay shit because I, I keep hearing this bleeping in the background that that that's because i i have a snapchat oh. 
Don't trip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, our podcast is raw as fuck, so we ain't editing nothing yeah, he, out of this. He's getting them premiums. But, um, but fucking shit. Like, when I used to like, tell jokes back in the day when I was a kid, I would like Im- I would imitate myself after my favorite comic, and then I would kind of see that happening through the broadcasting. Like, I think in the first earlier days of like broadcasting, I tried to be more so like a... Like a what's it called like a kind of like Joey Diaz yeah. and the church was happening now like yeah. and just be like kind of like outrageous and tell stories but like I kind of wanted to really narrow in on what I want to talk about so it's kind of cool that I hear that same thing happening with you too what about you Tim no yeah I definitely agree with uh, both of you on this because I feel like I mean I've I guess I'm not sure do, do you you're a funny motherfucker do do you do comedy uh, JT. Uh, every now and then, I had to, I had to watch them every now and then. Oh uh, yeah, that's that, that's why I figure I figure something like that because you're a funny motherfucker. But like that's like where it kind of like comes from for me is like I've been doing comedy for like a few years now, so like I kind of like mm. had an easier time going like finding my persona once I get on the mic. But I know like especially when I first started doing comedy, I, I was I heavily emulated all my favorite comics, even like in like the seventh and eighth grade. Everybody knew me like as the kid that copied Dave Chappelle's jokes, and and even to this day, like he's still one of my favorite comedians. And even when I started doing comedy, I kind of like emulated emulate his his style. Uh, what Joe Rogan is another motherfucker that like I kind of like copy their style with. And I know I know it's like I've recently had like this very I I'm I'm absolutely. Excuse me. I'm absolutely in love with Ian Edwards' style of comedy, just like very like slow, and then build you up to the punchline. And I've noticed that I've been doing that, which is kind of like get, getting me out of like what I built up for myself. But and like what I like is that <clears throat> when you hear these styles, what's nice is that y- once you figure that out, and then like find out where you are as a human you're kind of able to integrate it and build upon yourself with that and add more content to your entertainment style exactly it's kind of like when you look at people who you really admire my my idea is you take the outline but you don't take you don't take more than that Mm -hmm. like you kind of take you kind of take like the like the guidelines to mm-hmm. a certain extent. Like, for example, like if you're a comedian, you already know, number one mistake, don't laugh at your own joke. Definitely. And it, but, but, for those, but for those who do it, they generally do it like in a way where it's kind of like, they have their own way of doing it. So you kind of take the outline, but you don't take it like the whole, you know, you know what that kind of makes me think of is, um, do you guys watch uh, Richard Pryor? Yes. Okay, so my opinion about Richard Pryor is this, and I've always said this when it comes to Richard Pryor. Like, I've always, like I've always, my problem when it, my thing when it comes to Richard Pryor, I've always said I don't find him funny at all. I don't find him entertaining at all. But that's because I've always grown up watching black comics who all emulated his style. I feel you. So everybody from the Steve Harvey to Cedric Entertainer, Dale Hughley, they all emulate him to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And so it's no, I don't see like I don't see the genius that they all saw in him growing up because by the time I grew up, I'd seen three thousand versions. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, like his his subjects aren't relevant to your life anymore. No, they they they're relevant, but it's just I've heard it three thousand times. It's kind of like why um, you were crazy? 
white people do this black people don't <laughs> yeah okay nigga i've heard this joke ace like if there was a t- there was a time in there there was a time and place where if you watched bt's comic view you would hear that same joke at least seven times in an hour in an hour mm-hmm. program i think the modern From- day equivalent would be like how all these rappers kind of after a certain generation bit off little wayne's style and swag and one, even two, three, like and just like four. even his, his cadence and rhyme flow where it's kind of like you guys are cool i get what you're doing but i still remember the original show me something new and more innovative and then you have the ones that completely are different <laughs> and then those are the ones that pop but i just remember seeing that generation gap between like maybe like you know maybe like some of the stuff we're seeing now is different but we know where it came from but maybe like from about 2010 through 2014 you saw just a lot of people just mimicking wayne from 2009 yeah. and 10. what is it like little wayne's fucking rap verses is like you can't rhyme nigga with nigga <laughs> man i tell people this all the time i said it on my podcast a few times this whole generation of lils <laughs> the colored dreadlocks we all happen to be bloods we all happen to sing emo hip-hop rap Yo. they are all fruits off a of little wayne street that's a crazy um um connection you just made that right by there i didn't i i'm actually going crazy about that because like yeah they all claim they all do claim bloods because blood like, was fun to claim trippy red <laughs> trippy red young thug young thug this little wayne he still said he he was inspired by him like <laughs> like they like all of them yeah all, all, every single one of them is is it's, it's and you understand that because like i said naturally when you're a human you look you have to most of us like i said you look to somebody to kind of think like mm-hmm. you look to somebody for inspiration just it is what it is so i'm not knocking them but it's just mm-hmm. it's so weird seeing that though like like to me to me that's what makes it to me that's what makes the influential artist because i don't think a lot of people look at little wayne like as like a an amazing artist when it comes to hip hop, as far as like influence and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think, but my thing, my personal opinion is, is what makes you a great artist is when people try to emulate you. Yeah. That, same thing with Lil Wayne. It's the same thing I say about the Migos. I don't think the, I think the Migos are cool actually. But you, even though I don't think they're like the greatest rappers of all time, mm-hmm. you can't deny the fact that it's like literally like a whole generation of, of late teens and early twenties and mid twenties people right now who are trying to emulate the way that they rap. Definitely. To but be honest, I, I feel oh, go ahead. my bad. Uh, I feel like with that, like every that's why, like, um, there's this thing where Lil Wayne recently came out and was like, "No, yeah, Jay Z's the best rapper alive," and I feel like the reason why I don't want to say lyrically, Lil Wayne was like absolutely not lyr- lyrically. Lil Wayne is better than Jay Z, but in a way, he was better than Jay Z because that's where all the influence came from. But then at the same time, for people that want to emulate Jay Z, good fucking luck. Like, okay, well here's, here's the thing about Jay Z. I'll be honest with you. I think I think Jay Z is a very very I think Jay Z is a very very talented artist. I think he's dope for what he does. I prefer because I've had this conversation with many people beforehand. I prefer Lil Wayne more than Jay Z because I don't know like. I think I like Lil Wayne's style of lyricism. Like it's, I like the catchy punchlines that you just don't mm-hmm. know where it's coming. Getting swole like Popeye, or niggas walking around like Bruno, or uh, what else did he say? Uh, <laughs> he just he just was he just would yeah. say funny stuff and would catch yeah. you. Do was would catch. I've been fucking Mary Jane. I knew when she was just Virgin Mary. Like I love how I like how he says stuff and it just catch you off guard. Yeah. Uh, My favorite I used one. To pop X by 
Viagra and that like it was natural stamina. Like I don't even do drugs and I'm quoting all this <laughs> shit, but like it's it just was sounded dope. Yeah, I feel you for sure because I mean, especially like growing up on, on in California with the West Coast, like everybody's like, "Oh, pock this, pock that." Be honest, I think Biggie was better. I'll I'll, I'll Biggie, kind of oh, good. Biggie had better lyricism. I think he was more Biggie was more of a complex lyricist. Yeah, he was like an MC. And I'll tell remember, you. Oh well. I'll tell you why the difference is that um, Jay-Z tops Lil Wayne and then you'll see the tree form from it. If you looked at Pac and the way he was formed and designed, he went through a different transformation. He was a backup dancer first. Um, and then before, you know, and then he went through his formation, you know, the digital underground becoming his stardom that he was acting doing way more things, starting to kind of get play the activism role, you know, telling black people to start doing more things. You know, his mom was a Black Panther. You had Biggie, who was kind of really about the raps and lyricism, who was forming something with, you know, with Puff Daddy at the time, and then kind of just being a key and role model to the city as well as someone who kind of blew up from a street life and really, you know, had nothing to show for it, but now has something, unfortunately gunned down too soon, and Jay-Z is the same thing, but he had that mentality of creating a bigger entrepreneurship. And then also his big shtick was he didn't write anything down. It was straight memory to the to the booth. Now, the reason why I yeah. say Lil Wayne isn't regarded in that same light because Lil Wayne's younger than Jay-Z. And he said that he kind of looked up to him before when he was a kid. And he said when Jay-Z called him and said, yo, you know, I see you. And like they hung up, like he said, that was a shining moment. So knowing that Jay-Z never put his pen to a pad and he would go in and spit verses, a younger artist is going to emulate that, aka Lil Wayne, is going to do that same tactic. That's why when people talk about Lil Wayne, like, oh, he doesn't write or he doesn't do anything. But like the first rapper who we kind of really knew that talked about that and did that was Jay-Z. So I give Lil Wayne more so as the credit as the innovator of like little wayne low-key was like the first drake oh yeah he started doing the singing thing before drake did and because basically he was stealing auto-tune from t-pain sound when t-pain was popping back in 2006 and then after that it was kind of like yo he would hop on everyone's remix he was mm. he was killing the summer from about maybe 2007 Slash Seven six to 2008, yeah, yeah, 2009, was, 10 almost, and then, time. and then he brought in Drake, and then Drake basically, you know, he brought in Drake, and then Drake basically killed his shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, that was a, that was a great two years, man. It was a beautiful <laughs> time. I still have all my mixtapes on my iTunes. Man, well, up I, I was in the studio, man. me and my. I will dream. be watching. I'll be watching 106 in Park or MTV videos, and I see that little thing that says such and such video. I'm about to turn it, and then it says featuring Little Wayne. Oh, really? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> man, I miss that shit, man. I was like, uh, yeah, man, I was with Cash Money was definitely, well, no, he, what did he end up? Young Money, Cash Money was definitely on top for a while. Then they start bringing on, uh, they brought on Lloyd and then Nicki Minaj, and then they had that, I will make your bed rock. Ooh, yeah, I'll make, yeah, yo, those were some fire ass summers all all those years. Yeah, man, I remember. Yeah, that was 
Little Wayne, like I said, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne is a goat. I think the diff, the main difference I'll say between Lil Wayne and Jay Z is, I don't, I haven't seen, and this is kind of hard for me because I didn't, I didn't grow up when Jay Z was like popping, popping. I don't, I don't, I don't see, I've never seen, a, I've never seen a lot of people try to be who Jay Z was. I've seen a thousand people try to be who Lil Wayne was. I've seen a thousand mm-hmm. try to be with the Migos. Mm-hmm. Seen a thousand. I've seen a few. I had a, a pair of skinny jeans back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we have this thing that we've kind of been uh forming lately over like the past few ep- well not too much of the past few episodes Maybe like but now that we're on the topic and we're talking about rappers and whatnot just uh in your opinion who would be your top five producers my top five producers of all time, of what you think right now, whichever one DJs count float, too, so you yeah. could throw in a DJ Khaled if you wanted to say that. Whichever so just, floats yeah. your boat, just the top five producers, which do you think puts out nothing but bangers, is the most innovative, whatever. Ty Dollar Sign. I'm gonna say DJ Mustard. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not because it's a because a lot mm. of those dudes who come to my mind right now, I don't know if I can give them the credit per se because I don't know if they were necessarily the dopest producers or they just had like a like a fire summer or two. I feel you. I feel what you're saying. Like, um, well, then if you want to, my bad, go for it. Like, part of me wants to like part of me wants to save in T Pain. But then it's kind of hard to say because when I look back at T Pain back when I look back on T Pain and Antiquity, I really realized like he really was only famous for two and a half songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. It, it it hurts my it hurts my memories of like the two thousands, but it's just like yeah, I think I'm you know I'm gonna say I'm gonna go Ty Dolla Sign, mm-hmm. but not, I don't even know if he I like you know what Ty Dolla Sign's a bad example because I'm only liking him for his vocals or the songs that he produces mostly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Mustard. Okay. I'm gonna say take Heath for right now. Okay. Until he proves me wrong. I kind of want to give Kanye credit, but then Kanye will have like 85 niggas producing one song. Oh, you're cutting out a little bit. Yeah, you cut out. Damn, I feel like that's a really good rant, but we can't hear him. We can't hear you, man. We can't hear you, man. I'm sorry. You're cutting out. Yeah, you cut cut out. Uh, One second, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be back. Okay, yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, do that rant again. Do that rant again, again, because that sounded good. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was saying it's like... Like it, I was just saying like with Kanye, like it blows my mind. Like you have a, you have he'll have a song, he'll have a song where he says nigga like eighty five times, but all the lyric, all the people who wrote the, in the lyric writing category and like in the producer credits, it'll be like motherfuckers from Norway. I'm like, are they are they telling you to say this? Like, like it just it just blow it blows me. But um, I can't necessarily say five. I'm gonna say just off the top of my head, I'm gonna say DJ Mustard. Mm-hmm. And take Heath right now. Okay. I fuck with that. What about you, young Timmy Bus Nuts? Oh, man. Well, if I had to take mm-hmm. my top five producers, 
Damn. DJs count too. Yeah. I mean, like, that's why, like, I'm kind of like. I, and we're not just talking like, about hip hop. We're talking right, about yeah. producers of all time. Because, right? yeah, I definitely listen to a lot of EDM of all sorts. But that's why, like, I feel like it's crazy because, like, I mean, right now, as far as, like, I like heavy dubstep. I really feel like, uh, as far as bass goes, like, I'm really into this dude named Midnight Tyrannosaurus. Hmm. He's uh he never ver- heard of him. Very very big wop wop wops and whoop whoop whoops, and then I mean as I know it sound it's gonna sound uh pretty cliche, but I I feel like I have to throw up Dre because I mean growing up especially in the '90s. Yeah, you gotta throw in Dre. You gotta include Dre. And then even like all all the Kendrick the Kendrick albums, mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. not the, all of the Kendrick. Well, albums, not all but. of them, but a lot of them. Uh, the Games albums. And then I know I think I throw I think I throw a little white guy named Eminem I guess yeah I was about, I was, I was about, to, I was about to throw up yeah, 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 yeah you know I was about to throw up little uh I was about to call him little Eminem I was about to throw up Eminem as a producer too because he he produced some fire for especially on like I, I'm pretty sure he's on a lot of the uh, G Unit tracks with Fifty Cent and whatnot he was producing those then uh, yeah I mean I uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't know he ever produced. So I, yeah, I, me I, too. I can't vouch for that, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I, I, I was under the assumption he did. Don't fact check me. I don't want it's y'all all, motherfuckers to know that I'm dumb. It's all good, pimp. Then who else? Who else? Who else? Definitely got fuck with Diplo. Okay, Diplo. And uh, whoever. Oh, I feel like uh, I would either say. Bun B, or that's that's just classy. That's on my list. Bun B. How do you say Bun B? And then like, if I could fit another one and in there, DJ just screw. because. Ah, oh, damn it! Fuck. <laughs> damn it! My list is getting too long now. But before I say <laughs> DJ Screw, I would say DJ Paul from Three Six Mafia. My nigga. I super fuck with them heavy. Always, always. They are classics. They're classics. And I gotta be honest, I I never got into their music like that. Oh, when I moved down south, the, everybody treated them like they were gods. I was like, "Who the hell are these niggas?" <laughs> yeah, I had a, a really wild uh, junior and senior year where I, I was like, "Yeah, that's the life to live." And where did you grow up at? Uh, I pretty much, yeah, pretty much Pomona though. My old Pomona, town, LA yeah. County, LA SoCal. County. Yeah. Oh, okay. But Texas rap, that's my shit. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Swisher House was coming out with nothing but bangers especially in the r.i.p big mo r.i.p big hawk r.i.p dj screw just gotta keep that you know i don't know who big hawk is but there was really a generation of rappers it was all named bigs that's crazy <laughs> fuck those are those are fucking good so ones i want to keep my i'm gonna keep it real with my tops um pimp c was already <sighs> said by tim so i'll let that one slide there is a how can I, I forget I'm, I'm gonna that re- one? i'm gonna replace that with uh jay dilla no, keep him Riz- there he, he said dj uh, i mean he said a uh, dr dre already but uh uh, my my top would be of course uh, Timbaland. Hold on, wait, 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 one second. Nigga, I... let me let me speak my piece. Hold right? on, really <laughs> quick. Really quick. Really quick. I'm just really jealous because he came in with a fire ass list, and I'm just trying to go off the top of the dome. And he came in. I look at this motherfucker's like all his list of, of producers. I'm like, damn it, I wasted. I wasted my pick. He wrote this shit before we got on. It is no way possible. We kind of forgot about. We kind of did have this that? as like an old segment, and I was like, <laughs> I wrote down all my top producers that I wanted because I remember I was like, I like, like, there's so much music. I love music. I was just looking through some of my old like records and shit. So, 
My, my, but my tops are, though, because Pimp C was taken, of course. Dr. Dre's been taken. Uh, I'm going to go with Timbaland. You know, he got down Missy Elliott, Aaliyah, Genuine, Kanye West, Beyonce, Michael Jackson, Diddy, Drake, Rihanna, Coldplay, Madonna. Just a few. <laughs> just threw off real quick, you know, and Black Eyed Peas, 50 Cent, T.I., Sam Smith, you know, just, just, just some records, you know, that he just kind of laced. DJ Quick. He really had like his whole grocery list. He prepared this. He prepared this. He prepared this at Walmart. No, this is a fly. This was a trap. This was a trap, man. We had, of course, DJ Quick. Worked extensively at Death Row back in his mid 90s, you know. Pac, All Eyes on Me. You know. Snoop. The RZA. DJ, I mean, Q Tip, you know, and Manny Fresh. We, we can't take it. Oh, Manny. Uh, How did I forget Manny? Yes. And then, of course, my honorable mentions would have been DJ Premier, Swizz Beats, Pharrell, Jake One, Eric Sermon, and then, of course, Jay Dilla. And Dilla. I so want to do my list over again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, We're just going to let this rock. We're just going to let this rock. Yeah, I, I kind of feel, right, like, feel like we got tricked a little this bit. This is going to be a whole big yeah. part series that we're going to be doing. So we may even like chop this up to get edit editorial yeah. later so we can always redo it. But like, nah, I, I, DJs and like producers don't get enough credit. And that's how I feel like it is with this whole new generation of mumble rap. Um, you know, we give the rappers too much credit when it's the producers that are mixing, mastering, and kind of doing the engineering work. But I mean... I used to think that, but it's kind of hard for me to really say because a lot of these rappers that you hear now, they used to produce or are producers, like the Blacks or the even the Hers. She sometimes she makes some of her own music. Even Daniel Caesar, he'll be well. Daniel Caesar's R and B. I'm slipping into the wrong category, but you'll have like the Blacks sort of. Um, this mother little boy. Yeah, we're doing all categories. Oh, if you if you want to bring that up, yeah, go into that. Yeah, but like so, a lot of these, like a lot of the current, even um. Even Ty Dolla Sign's is a good example. Like he did, he makes his own he makes his own music and he raps over it. And also for like, Ty Dolla Sign, I know he's going through a struggle. You know, he got locked up in Atlanta. I'm not sure if he's gotten out yet, right? No, I haven't heard. Of that. Yeah, he had, uh, he caught I think a charge in Atlanta. Ty Dolla Sign. He caught a charge for cocaine possession. Is he out? But, um, uh, he, oh yeah, I think he's going to jail. Though. I ain't gonna lie. To you. <laughs> 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 yeah, I love him. Yeah, hey, you might want to cut them braids before he go in there, but no, but um. Yeah, yeah, I think he's a, uh, but yeah, so you have a, the produce, it is something to be said about the producers, don't get enough credit, but it's always like that. Like, it's mm -hmm. always the people behind the scenes. It's, did you see that thing where it was, where um, that act up song by the City Girls was going viral last week because Lil Yachty revealed in an interview that he wrote the lyrics for that song? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, ain't nobody, ain't nobody so, like, I'm pretty sure now it's a bunch of uh, half-naked bitches who are hitting up Lil Yachty right now trying to see if he can write songs for them and make them famous, too. Before then, like, nobody knew that. Mm -hmm. Nobody even believed he could write, let alone talk. So at the, at, it gets to, you just, those people who are behind the scenes, they're never going to get the credit. It's the same thing, like, with most of the best rap songs in history, I'm talking about all of them, talking about the songs, even if you want to say that by Biz Marquee or by a fucking KRS-One. There's a whole mm -hmm. team of people who mix and master those songs that didn't get any credit at all. Mm -hmm. But information wasn't as big. Like you had well, to read the little booklets or like the I, album actual like yeah. inserts. In 21st century, like I feel like there should be yeah. even, way even, better. Ways. Even now, when you do that, like most, 
even now you have the information available, but people just aren't going to put in the work. When that whole thing popped off with Meek Mill and Drake, and they said mm-hmm. like he had a ghostwriter, and it was so obvious he had a ghostwriter because he uh, he uh, he had the, the uh, what's what he called them shits the um, the demo tracks, whatever the sample tracks yeah. that he sent to. Uh, I was like, motherfucker, you can see it says on the album in the credits the nigga's name. Like, mm-hmm. why is this fuck? Why is this a surprise to everybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's if not you like go, they're hiding it like that much. Because I think it's because the, the songwriting down. credits of the album, it says Quentin Miller there. Like, it, the nigga, this is not a secret. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are you talking about? But Yeah, Fame brought up a good point right now. Say that again. It's the digital album side. And I just thought of a great idea because you just said that too. You know, you have the album, it's inside. No one has a physical copy. But when you go to your Spotify, you know how you can like get the genius list that shows the lyrics? What if you're mm-hmm. able to swipe up an extra and then you can read through the credits? Who the fuck swipes up? I do sometimes. If it has the lyrics, I'll swipe up to read the lyrics. That little genius story. Yeah, it's that's, entertaining. That's yeah. what I want to read. I want to read the lyrics. I don't want to see the other shit. I just want to see the lyrics. Well, but I'm Man, just saying. I want to see. I want to see he wrote the lyrics. But, that's but, what I want to see. But that's what I'm saying. Swipe up. Shouldn't that right. option be available for the credits on that? I mean, when you see it on the screen, you know, t- double tap the album cover, it flips over, and then you can swipe through the credits. Shouldn't that be like to be done? I'm not an engineer, but I think that'd be a way to start. Should. Get some people to get people's names out. Start to go I think me. that should be done, but I don't think they'll ever do that because it's two reasons why. I think for one, they just don't think those people are that important. Mm-hmm. They don't look at them as the face that's bringing the cash. Definitely. And then number two, I do think artists are just selfish. It's kind of like how like on all these songs, like if you go on Drake's Scorpion album, he has features on those songs where you don't even see the names of the artists. Or even on Kanye's album, yay. Like it's dudes who are singing the song, singing the hooks, but you don't see their names. Like when it says Kanye, it used to be like such and such featuring such and such, mm-hmm. but you won't see the names of the people. So mm-hmm. I do think in some ways artists are just kind of selfish and just want all the attention. Definitely, I, I agree with that. Well, shit, man. I mean, yeah. yeah. How do you, how do you feel about mumble rap? Um, I'll say that as far as mumble rap itself, lyrically, it doesn't fulfill me. But sonically, <laughs> if it's in a if it's in a bar or a club and I happen to be there, I wouldn't be like, ah, oh, turn this shit off. But like, because I'm not going to lie. It sounds good, but I'm an old school. Like, I like lyrics and I like lyrics and music to flow. So if it doesn't have the two, I can't call that a good song. And just for me, it's just it's too dumbed down. I but, have to disagree a little bit because there's been times where I'm in the club. I'll be grinding on a chick and like. One of these whack ass songs come on, I'm like, I guess I'm not getting pussy and I'll walk away. That's the well, I guess like, well, picture this. I like, I, I'm not gonna call it bad music. It's just not for me. Like, remember ringtone rap? Mm-hmm. People like to gloss over that, but I like DJ <laughs> Unk. I walked it out. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I had, a, I had a big white tee. Yeah, my white tee. <laughs> so yeah, I just see this. White. Yeah. I remember that. I see that mumble rap is like the new ringtone rap and it's slowly evolving and we are seeing who's fading out. Like what the fuck is little pump doing? What what's uh six nine doing? He's remember, locked up. Remember like, that guy named ancient. Designer? Designer, yeah, designer, he flopped, you know? It is just Panda. It it is Panda. what it is. Like they're the one hit wonders of their generation. If they were smart, they would have saw that and invested wisely. If they didn't, then I hope that they still like find a way to market off their memorabilia. Like I just listened to I Rock Skinnies the other day. Remember that song? Who was that by? The Pack by the New Boys. The New Boys. Oh, I Rock Skinnies. I I Rock Skinnies. I Rock Skinnies. I I Rock Skinnies. I Fresh. 
I'm an independent jerk. I fresh. Oh, you a jerk. <laughs> oh, you know what? You that, that, that's gonna be our outro song. Just, just yeah. for like the outro of this podcast, we're we're gonna bring back jerk for a day. <laughs> I mean, I look at I look at everything. With them all being one hit one, being like the few one hit wonders, like Lil Pump and them. I'm gonna tell you something. My granddad always told me about music. He said, whenever you, he said, whenever you see me outside, you know, and I'm playing my Marvin Gaye and I'm playing my Sam and Dave and all that shit. He said, always remember those were the only, those are the ones who just made, who, who lasted over a few hits. He said, when I was your age, it was a lot of niggas who came out and they had a little song that everybody was singing and then they, we didn't hear about them after the summer or two. He said, it's just life. Yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah. So it's, it's just a game. Marvin Gaye, Autumn, Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, those are only the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was probably a thousand of, Thousand dudes named after the elements and shit that made it, but Earth, Wind, and Fire were only ones that lasted. Mm-hmm. And the same thing when it goes to mumble. And then with mumble rap, when it comes to that, I can't really. I like mumble rap. I can't really get mad at it. You know, people say this is the. I see on Lord, like Lord Jamal on Vlad TV, and he's like, this is literally the dumbing down of music and how they're insulting our culture and they're trying to make us. I can't really get mad at that because I always make this parallel. Like, I'm black and I come from a race of people where. 50 years ago, there was a time where there was literally like people, Louis Satchmo and Billy Howard, they were performing in front of thousands of white people doing this shit, doing the super duper duba, a duper duba, super duper da, duba, duper duba, and that was a real thing back then. Yeah, like that was yeah. like real people were really paying to see that. So music just goes in the episode, or even if you go to Brazil, if you like Bossa Nova, Bossa Nova. A lot of their most popular songs they do that, that and that's like eighty five percent of the song. Yeah, like they the might say funk. one, they might say one audible word in the in the middle of the song and go back to ocean and return back to normal. Like it's that's just that's just that's just the culture. Yeah, and that's where it goes back to like yo, it's like all it's a lot about production because if like it's produced well, it will generally be well received by the people. Because what's that song with that? Give me a hole with your the double Dutch buzz. Zipper, 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 zipper. What the fuck is that? That song was so fire, but like they weren't saying shit that whole song. I still think there's some. That dude was a crackhead also. But think about it. Even though that was the more experimental music of the time, I think there's some that stay true to the essence of the craft in creating and producing a song that is sonically can test like the like can stand the test of time you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> like even though mumble rap would say would be like the in rap right now and trap rap there's still rappers that i find on the daily that are still keeping up with the i guess we would say traditional essence of a of like a hip-hop song where it's like you have a basic chorus you have three verses you know that type of thing not just having one verse and being done with it with the beat or like even like I think two verses sometimes is too short, you know. I still mm-hmm. like a good three verse record, you know. Yeah, there's songs where they have like two verses, but like three different times where they go through the hook. And storytelling rap, like if you can tell a story almost throughout the whole episode of a mixtape or album, I appreciate that, that too. Shit's like, fucking like fire. um, that's why I really fuck with the the guys, uh, Tri- uh Chewy and Triz. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I fuck with them heavy because they be doing that. And like Katori Walker, he's been killing it right now too. So. I'm just saying it's not that it's bad music, all this new pop music, but like you, like your dad said, and you know, like our grandparents said, you know, like these are 
pop records and they're there for their time they're popular but where will they be at the end like are we really gonna be playing it like i don't go out and just say hey no. yo play walk it out i'm just like <laughs> no, fuck no, fuck no we're not gonna play it and that's just the game that's just how the world works you're gonna have a few that what we're gonna do is we're gonna take those one hit songs that the cookouts when we in our 50s and 60s and 70s <laughs> we're gonna play them around our kids and be like hey remember we used to walk it out let me show how we used to walk it out we're gonna play Nuck if you buck one or two times, but in general, no, we're not. We not, they're not gonna. That's why crime. That's why everybody from Crime Mob probably works at Valero's gas station. <laughs> that's why from deep from Walk It Out, Unk. That's why he this nigga probably broke somewhere. Like it's just the game. Because I'm gonna tell you, you know, I don't. I, I, you don't realize until you really look at it. But a lot of the niggas from the mm-hmm. 2000s it, rap, they they aged. That age, they did not. <laughs> they didn't at all. Like these. Like the people from the '90s, I feel like I feel like the rappers who were popular in the '90s, most of them, generally speaking, can still do mm-hmm. shows. Mm-hmm. They're not as popular as a Jay Z. They're not as popular as a as a Cameron. Not Cameron's a good example, but they can still do shows to, to a sizable audience. Cameron can. The Goody Boys can. Yeah. Um, uh, what's my boy? Bone uh, Thugs. Talib Kweli. Like they still have followings. Method Man, Redman. They still have followings. Even uh, Sugar Free, E40. I got a beef with Blackstar though. They they never played at paid dues when I went to go pay oh, and yeah, see him be, at paid dues. Because look, like you look bailed. at you look at Mike Jones and he he's in the real estate. Good mm-hmm. fucking nigga. If if Mike Jones said he was gonna come out with a Who's Mike Jones tour and was playing all my, I would go see that shit. I would see that shit. But Brought back Paul Wall too, Chameleonaire. Paul, Paul Wall still coming. And Bun B. Actually, Paul Wall does jewelry. But They're all actually, Silicon Valley. what I wanted to ask you, <clears throat> something that I truly feel because I think. I may not like him that much, but I think the greatest pop artist that we have right now in our time is Drake. And I think that he's going to end up possibly even surpassing Michael Jackson as a pop star. I would think Chris Brown, maybe. Mm, What the fuck is he doing? A lot. I think they're, I think they're, I think they're, I look at them in like, well, three different lanes. Chris Brown can dance. Chris Chris Brown and he can is, act. Can he? Is he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, my bad. We'll keep me hey, to keep cutting you off. Jimmy got shot. He didn't even try to bob and weave. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. What the Pineapples. Who's Jimmy? Pineapples. for the listeners out there, back in the day when I was a child, I used to watch a show called uh, Degrassi, Degrassi, which uh, Drake played on. And he played this. Oh, you! He, he played. He played the only black nigga on the show who couldn't survive this fucking shooting unscathed. Didn't try bobbing and weaving through the hallway. Just ran down a straight line and took a bullet to the back. Like, fam, All you gonna make it that survive. easy for him? He didn't even throw his book in his face or something real quick. He just turned and ran. <laughs> Like, come on. Like, uh, distractions. Distractions are key in life. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, well I, <laughs> so basically what you're saying is if Pusha T really come to Drake with the smoke, he needs to the bob and weave. That's what you're saying. Oh, yeah. He needs to run. He, he needs to not just turn and run. He needs to turn and zigzag. <laughs> serpentine, motherfucking serpentine. I swear, if I ever get the chance to sit down with Drake one day, I'm just going to be like, so fam. You really couldn't bob and weave? Yeah, like, dude, what, what are you talking about? I'm like, season so-and-so, episode so-and-so. 
15 minutes in. Like, <laughs> never uh, get it. Before we get too far, before we get too far, bring it back really quick. My bad. What do you think about about either Drake or I guess now Chris Brown is in the mix? Who do you think will be a? Do you think either one of them, if they can, be a better pop star than? The gr- late great Michael Jackson. I don't give a fuck what you say about them kids. He didn't touch them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that's a different conversation. <laughs> I think, I think with, um, I think with Mike. So the thing about there will be, <sighs> it's kind of hard to gauge because when you say somebody's great, it's you're basing it on a lot of things. When you say greatness, like Chris Brown is a better performer than Drake. And Drake yes. fits on a great show, but yeah, Chris right. Brown can dance. Chris Brown can sing. Chris Brown can rap. Chris Brown, he can do show prep. He knows how to eat. He, he's talented at what he does. He's, he's good at putting on a good show as a good mm-hmm. performer. Like, there could be no beat. He could perform by himself just using his voice, just using his, his gift. Mm-hmm. Drake, in my personal opinion, is very good at rapping. I don't, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of when he sings, but I do love that Jaded song. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm not the biggest fan of how he sings, I do notice that like this goes back to emulating his art form. Like there are thou- there's a lot of dudes in this new generation who do like that em- not emo rap, but I'll say they'll rap and try to sing and they try mm-hmm. to do like how he's doing. So there's some type of greatness. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to say if they're gonna be bigger than Michael Jackson because fame is different nowadays. Like Drake is undoubtedly as popular as Michael was because fame's it's easier to be famous now. Like. Michael Jackson was fam- Michael Jackson was the first person who I always say was as famous as a person who's famous now could be before you had the internet and before you had Instagram and Twitter and Facebook Live and all that stuff. True. Michael Jackson was one of those people who like. Michael Jackson was one of those people who everybody from the, from Cambodia to Brazil to Peru knew about in the eighties and nineties. Mm-hmm. Versus nowadays, you could be like motherfucker, you could be uh, Mozzie or somebody, and you you could be Mozzie or a rapper from Oakland, and somebody could be listening to you <laughs> in El Salvador. You could only have like a hundred thousand followers. Like, this times have changed now. Definitely like greatness, that. greatness nowadays, I think is just kind of it's, it's really relative. Like, well, you no. know, we from like I said, we're all from California. It's a lot of niggas who we grew up listening to that each of us might like because they were principal in our city. But when you step outside our counties, like people don't care about them. But let's sure. look into it more so on a, on an actual platform. Of, uh, like let's just say, when you look at Drake, because we're talking about who's the better entertainer. Drake, we looked at as a rapper, but once we found out that he didn't write his own raps, that badge of being the best rapper got like stripped of him, like steroids. So oh yeah, that killed. Oh yeah. let me tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Let me tell you, that killed him. Yeah, all respectable. But I was. But you just said it earlier, like he raps well. Like whatever Drake is on, I'm not gonna lie, whatever he touches is golden. You know? His- he does, he does, he does, he does. And I and let me Drake, if you listen to this, I'm gonna say you do. But I shall also add, I do not give a fuck. I think you're a great rapper. I listen to all of his songs, but I'm not gonna put you in that best rapper category if you're not writing you know, all your lyrics. Now, I do think he is a great rapper. He does write a lot of his own lyrics. It's just mm-hmm. it's hard to say because I, I will. If you listen to some of his old stuff when he was just like Drake without a proper lineup, I do think you you could kind of hear that same kind of imprint of his lyrics. But then you consider the same thing about Kanye West and Kanye West. I just oh, no. this, this he's niggas had niggas writing for him since he, he was like he's an entertainer. Just, he he's never considered really in the best rapper category because again he's a he's an entertainer he we know if we give him material he can recite it and do it mm-hmm. perfect you know 
and that's what I was saying. This is more of an entertainer battle. So we we admit that Drake and Chris Brown can rap, but Drake can dance. Chris Brown. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Chris Brown can dance. Drake busted his knee on stage because he can't dance. <laughs> and then when it comes to acting, Drake has been in a syndicated TV show which is also a children's TV show. So that's not the same as like an adult TV show or a regular TV show. Um, but Chris Brown has starred in movies. Multiple, I might add. So I, I think when we really look at the entertainment like title and the reign, Chris Brown has been popping since he was like, what, 16? Yes. Yeah, Just like turned that. 30? Like, I, like I think that. when it comes to the king of entertainers, Chris Brown has the right to wear that title. Interesting. Oh uh, yeah. Do Do you have anything to 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 say about that, or uh, is that about it? I mean, I was debating. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about it right now. So I was like, yeah, I mean, I won't say. I won't say he's uh, Chris Brown, the king of entertainment. Hey, I'll be honest with you. I, he He definitely deserves to be in a conversation. If I was him, mm-hmm. I would say I was. Yeah. Like, if I was him, I still was because the catch is, I, if, when somebody would say they were, they were, I would say motherfucker do a backflip. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it's like they're both on stage, like do a flip. <laughs> it's like that's what it comes down to: who could backflip and be six foot two. Let's talk about that. I'm just and be six foot two and do it. Don't be Bruno Mars, just fucking size. Be five four. And oh, do he it. he would definitely be a runner up, but he hasn't had the test of time yet. Breezy's been doing this since yeah. sixteen. Like 15 yeah, years in the game. Man. Like, <laughs> damn, that's crazy. Bro, you know how hard it is to do a backflip? Yes. <laughs> yes. I've, I've only done a backflip once. I can on only backflip <laughs> into pools. Bro, I'm 6'1. Every time I try to do a backflip, I almost broke my damn <laughs> I broke my damn face. <laughs> There's not enough <laughs> air to ground clearance. Shit, man. Uh, damn, I'm just looking at the time right yeah. now, man. We're we're an hour and 21 minutes in. Yeah, and... dude. Uh, I I think this was a a pretty successful one. I, I mean, mean, I know you said you had, you, had, you said you had an hour to yeah, hour to spare. So I mean, we ain't trying to hold you up like that. Unless you got more time. Oh no, no, I'm here. No, I'm still here. Just I was um I was getting something from my mom real quick. Well, that's, then, I'm busy. We, that's what what happened. What happened was I'm visiting my mom. I'm visiting my mom right now, and her she doesn't live in the most um. You say the most pleasant neighborhood. I feel it. I feel it. It's all good, man. Yeah, hear me? Trust me. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. We can hear you. <clears throat> okay, as long yeah, as about the service going. But now, man, like, I, I would definitely want to say that the only reason why Drake steals the rap is because, unfortunately, Chris Brown has a darker past. But not saying what he did was right. I think that Rihanna was also kind of crazy. Hold on. Now that we're getting into that area. Oh, let's do it. I, I think Rihanna was beating this nigga's no, ass. No, no, no. And that's why he bit her. That's exactly what I was going to get at. Because she even said, like, she was crying about it like in an interview. And she was saying, like, everyone's blaming him. But no one even asked how he was doing. Like, maybe it was me. And I was like, oh, this bitch is admitting it. Like, she was whooping his ass. And that's why he snapped. Like, hey. Brother, brother, brother. <laughs> you don't bite when you're winning. Chris Brown did a did a whole documentary and talked about it. He said he said what happened. He said he said what happens. What what he fell victim to. What a lot of black males fall victim to. And this is when we have to learn to stop dealing with girls like this. Mm-hmm. They were riding in the car. 
She got mad at him, I guess because a girl, whatever, whatnot. He'd been fucking with it at the time. She found out about it. She started beating his shit in the car, like just started hitting him or whatever. And he said, We well, okay, you know what? I'm gonna hit you since you wanna try to do me like a man. I'm gonna hit you like a man. No, That's no. retarded. No, I always no, say no, you, no. Should never put your, you should never put your hands on a young lady and ever yep. at all. Never. At all. But that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just happens a lot. That is common. Like, yes. You have you have people who have you have a dude, he be with his girl, they get into they get into one another. Next thing you know, she be beating him all around the house, beating him from the beating him while he's taking out the trash, beating him up the stairs, beating him to his car. He says, You know what, bitch? It's one slap. And next thing you know, she calling her cousins and her uncles to come oh beat him up. Oh my god. You just told my life right now. Have you ever seen a man <laughs> get beat in public though? I swear to God, I think it was like maybe like right when I first turned 21 and I went to a bar, it was called Sharky's and I went outside. Yeah, you already know it was good. And I saw this Latina chick like beating the shit out of her man. And like the fucked up part was I was walking back into the bar and I saw it and like we kind of made eye contact for a second and me just being the man that I am, of course, I avoided eye contact and I walked back into the bar because I was like, it's none of my fucking business, all right? This nigga's obviously getting his fucking ass beat by this woman. Like, what am I going to do? Jump in? Like, <laughs> like nah. Those like two dudes beating one chick. And you know what I did? I went back and drank for the rest of the night and I didn't see them either. And I bet I, you talked shit about them too, huh? I did. I talked shit you know, about them to the whole bar. To, I'm going to a bar tonight and that makes me really not want to go now. Oh, that scares the hell out of me. Uh, now I'm like, oh my god! Like, sh- like you could hear the slapping of the face, and I was just like, God damn! Like, what did he do? And then, nah. Yeah, bro. You just gotta run away. You got. You just gotta. Women. Most women aren't that fast. If you're in that position, just power walk it out. They won't catch you. Mm. They'll trip on their heel. That's the only way to get out of that situation, man. That is the only way. Either that or just, or either that or just be gay. Either one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you want to, if you want to, want an easy resolution, there are, there are some other ways out of it. Yeah, no, yeah, now it's just two motherfuckers beating each other. Yeah, there's there's some other holes you can take to get out of that hole, literally. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But but, but basically what I was saying is like, um, yeah, like I said, like I said, and and it's kind of hard for me to kind of hold that over his head all the time because reality, what reality is, he was literally like 19 when that happened. He was, Why was young. No, no, he young. was. No, he was, nah, he was, was turning 20. He was, he was like turning five 20. Years ago. He just turned 30. No, he just turned 30 this year. That he happened in 2009. 30. So, was that really yeah, he 2009? Was just about to turn 30. Holy. That was 2009. So, he was, like, so he was just turning 20, basically? Like, I'm old as shit, dude. It, it was a month before. It was a month before he was about to turn, uh, turn uh, 20. I remember that. Bro, I feel like that just happened like three years ago. It's been a crazy ride, man. It's that's, been a crazy ride. That's crazy, man. I'm gonna tell you, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's the what the. This is how you know you're in the good. I'm walking to the grocery store right now. There's literally a guy, like, waving fire in the middle of the street. Down the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wish, I wish, I wish this podcast was video for me just to show you. It's the craziest. <laughs> It's the craziest shit. Like, Coming live. I'm like, <laughs> I bet that's what people thought when like they saw Richard Pryor running through the street on fire. Just oh, look like that crazy guy. I wonder what the first dude thought when he created fire. <laughs> I could eat for days. This is my, like what like what the fuck is this? Why is it glowing? Honestly, but yeah. 
honestly, as the first dude that created Fire, I'm like, yo, you know how many bitches I'm about to get on my Instagram for this shit? <laughs> hey, man. So, Luke, man, there was this uh, comedian. I got to give him credit for this joke. He said it way more, be- made way more brilliant than me. His name was Rico the Great. He said this joke in a hilarious comedy club. He was like, uh, he said, he said, all the little things you think is corny now to do, just remember a girl gave a dude pussy off for doing that. He said, like, think about it. He did that, uh, he said, like, like, you're that little, oh, I wish I could fucking show you. You're that little dance move you do where, like, you'll, like, take your hand and, like, do, like, a pop lock. Yeah. Like, yeah. you make, like, a wave with your hand. Yeah. He said, that shit looks stupid now, but, like, a girl really set the dude's dick off the very, the very first time somebody did that. It was like, oh, my God, girl, what did his hand just do? A, a, a girl sucked his dick off of that. Yeah, there's some bitch <laughs> that got wet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or even, yeah, or even fucking, even spraying cologne. Like, now it was commonplace for all of us to spray, spray cologne. That was just, like, it's the general norm. But back in the day when that wasn't common, you know, the very first dude who goes like, oh, girl, he smells like peaches and cream. Like, the very first dude to do, the very first guy to do that, he probably got laid just off of smelling good. <laughs> Funny story. Back when we were in our when younger days. When was smelling like dick and blood all the time. Nah. Back in the day, the homie Jay, he would buy pheromone cologne. Yeah, I heard about that shit. <laughs> like, and I'm not explain, gonna like, please. I, I don't please know explain. if it worked for sure, a hundred percent, but it was this cologne, right? Had a, had a pretty decent neutral smell almost. And like, mm-hmm. the instructions were you put it on first and then you spray your normal cologne on top of it. And it acts like a, you know, it's basically, it's a, a pheromone. It's a catalyst, yeah. And, I'm not sure necessarily if it was just like maybe it boosts your confidence and like maybe that's how you pull, but I will be 100% honest. Every time all of us would wear that cologne, we'd all put it on as a unit to get the strongest <laughs> smell. Like, yeah, no, really, bro. Yo, this wasn't me. I was. I know. Part of this I know. Group. I, I know you weren't part there. Of this group. I know you weren't part of the group. I know you weren't part of the group. Hey, it's all good. I know you're not part of the group. So basically, it was like four of us. And when it would happen, it was like, all right, we're going to go out, like, show. We're just going to see if it works. And we spray it on. And every time it happened, all of us got numbers or at least all of us were hooking up with something. Like, not even smashing, but just, you know, like, hey, we're getting a first base on that first pull and, like, getting something. But what's considered first base these days? I always consider first base um, making out. A titty grab? And then I feel like, like... Yeah, like second base is basically like titty grab. Third base is hand job. No. Oh, pity, you said and then pity grab? yeah, home base is always smashing. So like yeah, like yeah, third base is like once you're like just playing with each other, like hand, maybe a finger. Yeah, I'm out here trying to just hit home runs all the time, bro. Yeah, of course. But this is back. This is back in like our early teenagers. Like yeah, we all just turned 18, 19, like for show, and like we're just now being able to go to all age clubs and shit. Like so, like, <laughs> bro. This is back when we were like young, young. I was like the pheromone cologne. Whenever we wear it as a unit, we just get like flocks of girls. I was like, maybe this shit works, and maybe it's just our, our 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 swag. But yo, JT, what 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 kind of spots were you hitting up uh, when in your younger days? Uh. It's kind of hard for me to say because I've always worked at night. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I think we might have lost him. A year ago. Hold on. Wait a second. We're losing you. We're losing you. You're going to have to start this rant over. Oh, okay. oh hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wait, we you got better it. now? Yeah, okay. that's good. Okay. I was going to say, it's kind of hard for me to say because I've been there. I started I started working at clubs. When I was, the very first time I worked at a club, I was 19. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of always in the club scene. Even now, I'm probably going to go to the club now. Um, uh, 
Do you guys know? Do you guys have you guys were you, have you guys been for like the past two minutes? Okay, so we shit. We, that's yeah. gonna be an intro. Well, for those of you that have just tuned in, we kind of lost maybe about two minutes of audio. Yeah, <laughs> don't worry. No, you didn't. <laughs> we we're talking. We we're talking about. We were talking about rape culture. It's okay. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me, me too, brothers. Me too. What What happens in the foam stays in the foam, and sometimes exactly. it gets on your eyeball, and now you have gonorrhea on your eye. I feel like when it comes to the whole rape culture thing. They shouldn't disclose the male's information until after he's been convicted. Yes. I feel like they always sometimes will like convict someone, but not necessarily like if it's a wrongful or if he's innocent, it's the wrong guy. They find out it was actually an Asian guy, not a black dude. It it follows you. uh, It's kind of hard because I think what we have to do as a people, we have to do a better job of waiting until all the evidence comes out before we decide to cancel him and pass judgment and tell him he needs to lose his job at FedEx. Like, yeah. you gotta take time to count. <laughs> no, yeah, Denzel. Oh, my bad, go. My bad. Because it's a lot of people, it's a lot of people who fucked up over those situations, lose their job, destroyed, and they were innocent, but because CNN or Fox reported it first and got the facts wrong, yes. only reported one person's side of the story, exactly. you know, they can never get their life back again. Exactly. You know, it's, just, it's just life. Yeah, it because, sucks. because that's what like I, I saw this interview, like this quick interview with Denzel. And that's what he's saying. Like, nobody wants to report the truth. They just want to be the first to report. And that's what's going that on. That pisses here. me off so much. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And that's like what fucks a lot of people up because like they, they put these really well put together stories out, which makes these people come out like complete scumbags. But then, you know, like two weeks will go by, three weeks will go by. And it's like, oh, yeah, they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, yeah. That's, but see, my issue is, is why don't you guys publish stories as much as you publish? So, yeah, like I know. Oh, wait, hold on. My bad. You're, you're, you're kind of fading out. I thought you finished really quick. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no, no, he was still nervous. No, he was still talking. <laughs> no, yeah, my bad. Um, oh shit, what was going on with that? Uh, I guess pretty much leading off like what um I I was just saying like that's like kind of like so we, we kind of like got like the same understanding. We're, I was wondering like how do you like to format your podcast when you do your podcast to like try to avoid shit like that? Honestly, I just approach everything. When I talk do my podcast, Sino, can you hear the music in the background or no? What music? I think that might be. Us. Okay, cool. Okay, 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 cool. That's a good thing. That means it's no. That's a good thing. Uh, how for my how for my mind is first off, reality is when we talk about when we when we podcast when we talk about what's going on, it's impossible for us to get everything one hundred percent right as far as the facts goes because we just don't know. Like half the ninety nine percent of the stories we're reporting on, we were never there for. So we just you embrace the fact that you're going to get some shit wrong sometimes. It's just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. How? I guess. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we can hear. You. We hear you. Oh, okay. I can just have. Oh well, now that you asked if oh, we can hear you, we can't hear where? you anymore. Yeah, now it's like cutting out. <laughs> oh fuck! Hold on, let me move. It's because I got walking this this stupid. Don't trip, okay. don't trip. Is is it better now? Better That's now? Good. That's perfect. Perfect. Okay, cool. So now I know don't go by the juice. 
actually in the store right now. <laughs> but uh, but what were you about to say? Um, uh, I wasn't about to say. I was listening to you. Yeah, I was, we, I was getting lulled into that that smooth yeah, ass voice right now. We were just hearing about the because you know, yeah. I mean, we 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 are reaching almost like an hour and a half. We, we know you're at the store. Yeah. You want to get, I mean, I only start, I don't even get in it. See, he wants to try to get all technical, 140. Nah, once, I only go to one or well, two. I, or by three. The time I'm not going is, by, by halves, the time quarters, this is finished, fifths. it's going to be 140. Um, I mean, shit. I mean, I feel like that was abrupt ending, but... No. Fuck it. Like, plug your shit, and then we'll keep going from there in case... People want to keep listening. Yeah, because I mean, I know you. Yeah. I know you're, you're you're busting the mish right now, yeah. and I and I know you're about to go hit the clubs. Yeah. So yeah, go ahead. But this um, has been a good conversation. Yeah. Though, I, right? I, I, yeah <laughs> that's why it kind of sucks to like end it abruptly. But before we get further, really quick, plug your plug whatever, um, plug your Instagram, your YouTube, all that, um, and whatever you have coming up. Okay, for sure. Uh, find me the greatest voice podcast. I'm on iTunes, the greatest voice podcast. Spotify is the greatest voice podcast. You can find me on Twitter. Just type in the greatest voice, and I'll pop up probably. Um, greatest voice podcast on YouTube as well. There's everything, man. Support the movement. Uh, believe in me. Believe in me like you believe in my homie, Famous and Seth. And we should see where it goes. From. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Is he there? Oh, yeah, um, yeah, man, you're, yeah, yeah. you're breaking up really yeah. bad, man. I don't want this to, to end up. <laughs> yeah, either continue another day, just probably just close it right now. But, dude, it's all good. Yeah, because we're gonna have you back on. We want to talk yes. more. As long and as also- you want to come back on, we will have you on any mother effing time. Uh, I definitely want to do because I'm. I would. It, it would have been better if I was back home where I could have talked to you guys with my microphone plugged up to the plugged up to the phone. But right now, like I said, I'm visiting my mom's and she sent me on a grocery run, so I can't really get can't really get in my professional bag like I want to. <laughs> but honestly, sometimes yeah. these are like the best ones because this yeah. is like organic. It's on yeah. the go. But we're not even tripping about that, man. This is a, this is a great episode. Yeah, we and didn't even get into all our questions that we want. I know, to yeah, you, dude. So. That's what I'm saying, and we 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 literally didn't talk about anything because you know normally you, if you didn't know we're a conspiracy podcast on the side, and we like to kind of equate that into pop you know popular culture and see where the you know relevancies could be. But you know what? That's for a whole another episode. Yeah. But this one was dope, though. We, we talked yeah. about more so what we also like to talk about, which is anime, comic books, video yeah. games, all that dope shit, too. Everything <laughs> that's hot on the block, which is why you guys are listening to The Block Is Hot Podcast. Can we get a soundbite? Can we get a shout-out to our blockheads out there? From the man himself, Shout out to all the blackheads out there. Shout out to all the blackheads. There was a very, very popular song back in the day called Lee And it was this dude named Peanut. In the beginning of the song, he said, I'm looking for a blackhead. Shout out to the blackheads. Much love and peace to all of you guys. This is the greatest voice. And love y'all. Thank y'all for having me on here, man. And I apologize for the professionality right now. Bro, Don't, it's even all good. Don't even trip. We're we going to have you on next week. Every- hey, especially after a- the next Spider-Man movie drops. We definitely have you on to talk about the analysis of that movie, all right? All right, for sure. We- all right, man. Yo, again, JT, you can find him at The Greatest Voice. And thank you so, so much. This is, I feel like this was definitely up there with my favorite podcast that we did. 
Fluxy. He, he's just competing right now. Don't make, don't make we don't need to start lining them all up. <laughs> all right, I'm just yo, saying. This is definitely up there. But <laughs> yes, again, thank you again, brother. Um, we we're going to as long as you want it, we're going to have you on here again because I want it. Fame wants it. Member of the block. Yes, member of the block. All right, all right, my bros. Yeah, brother. Uh, have have a great evening, man. All right, uh, be safe late, out there. All right, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, peace. All right, brother. Peace. Well, damn, man. That was a... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you fucking heard it here. That was JT, the greatest voice. He's coming out of Northern California. He's a really cool person. You could, you could find him at the greatest voice on YouTube. Was it also uh, Instagram also? YouTube, Instagram, all, all, basically all yeah. social media. Yeah, you can all find social media, yeah. you'll find him at the greatest voice. And if you did not just listen to our whole fucking podcast. He he definitely does have he I'm, has I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit jealous. I'm a little bit jealous. I think I have to start talking a little bit deeper and slower. So y'all Bro, he made me feel like a bitch as far as how my my voice is like I I yeah. got to uh, I, I hit those high tones. God damn it. I hit those crackles. I feel very insecure about my voice. I'm I'm got to go tell jokes about it now. Nah, man, like I'm not going to lie. It's one of those things where it's like he has a cool ass voice. Look at me, I'm just stuck here talking and y'all I, are just I, here listening. So we love all y'all. It's y'all like are blockheads. The, it's like an Infinity War when Peter Quill once he met Thor, he started talking deeper. I feel like I have to start doing this now. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how I got to upgrade my level. But anyway, all jokes aside, that shit was this was a I feel like this was a beautiful podcast. A nice um, one. We'll we'll definitely have uh more more of JT coming on. We definitely have more guests coming for for you guys. Um So what kind of song do you want to kind of you know, exit on out to. I forgot what song we agreed on earlier. Not that. But we should definitely find a song really quick because I need to fucking take a fat piss. I'm going to fucking flood your toilet right now. I might piss on your dog because she's barking all the time. It's kind of like uh, getting to me. But before I do that, let me pinch this beer. I don't know. What do you want to play? What were we thinking about earlier? Uh, There's a song that came up. Was it by the RZA? Uh, was it by Manning Fresh? No, I, I want to play a song from my iTunes. Noah, play "Give Me the Loot" by Biggie Smalls, the Notorious. Give me the loot, give me the loot. I'm all burnt, burnt. It's I actually really like that song because I used to think it was it was Biggie Smalls featuring somebody else, but then I just found out it was just Biggie Smalls featuring. Biggie Smalls. He just has two different voices. He was rapping at himself. Word? Yeah. Give me a loop. Look it up, nigga. Give me. That's that's definitely R E A is Yes, there you go. There you go. Yes. Nigga, I know where the fuck my album is. I don't know why you. And just so you guys know, I'm not looking at bitch ass Spotify. This is coming from my original iTunes, my original digital archive. iTunes, not not no Apple Music. This is coming from iTunes. I'm actually pulling up, just so young niggas know. Fucking where? Fucking give me the loot. 
That's what I'm looking for. Ready to die. So yeah, really ready quick, to before die. Before you play that, 1994 fucking album. Before yes. you play that, all of our. I bought CDs, nigga. Follow all me on Instagram. You'll see my record collection, bitch. Yeah, go ahead. Follow uh, at the block is hot. Follow at uh, Plato got stacks. Um, follow at the greatest voice. Shit, I fucking forgot. What, oh yeah. Yo, shout out to all our fucking Discord followers and Discord members and No, shout out to the blockheads. Yeah, our blockheads also, in general. Shout out and, to Sam Tripoli. And you tenfoil Shout out to the tinfoil hat motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't know the tinfoil hat wearers. Is that what we call you? Is that what we call ourselves? I'm a t- I wear a tinfoil hat. Every if it's time okay, I if it's sleep. okay, and if any of you have actually made it to the end of this fucking podcast before the music cuts in, is if it's okay to call you guys the Mad Hatters, that'd be really cool. The Mad Hatters, yo, I'm about to the start, Mad Hatters about, to support about, the block is I hot. I want to ask you know, Sam if we could start calling his fans the Mad Hatters. Yeah, because we we know a lot of our fans come from the from yeah. you know the tinfoil hat, and we fucking love the support guys. We love Sam. We love XG. We love Aaron. We love the whole fucking camp, the comedy store, all you LA motherfuckers, all you American motherfuckers. It's fucking shout out to Spain. Apparently, you guys like us. And Canada, we fucking see you on our fucking algorithm, you beautiful fucking cunts. That is true. We love you. And with that said... Give me the loot. Give me the loot. I'm a bad, bad man. Or something like that. Mm. That's your actual speakers. I don't think that's playing through the headphones. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you kind of fucked that one up. He has a really banging system in this room, which is very unnecessary for a home theater system. But you should definitely retry to do that. I know. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. Stop playing it. You're fucking it up. You're fucking it up. Turn this. Oh, I don't know how that happened. See, this nigga always fucks up everything that oh. I want to do. What are you doing? You don't need to look at Audacity. Okay. I'm sorry. It's still recording. Don't worry. We're with him. We're with him. Okay, okay. We're with him. Okay. Okay. Just calm down. Come calm on, down. Come on. Calm Let's down, do player. I have to piss. I'm trying to stay here until we finish this shit. Cuz. Okay. okay. It's all good, bro. It's all good. Why you got why you got why you got chill, right? Give me that look. Give me that look. I really like that song. Um Oh yeah, fucking. I guess while we're have time to kill yo shout out to fucking lord flaco jordy you're the homie my parents ran into you the other day in orange county oh now he wants to play the song while i'm doing a shout out peace bitches oh no you guys aren't bitches you're my friends and lovers we love you peace bitches My man Imp left a tech and a nine at my crib. Turned himself in, he had to do a bid. A one to three, he be home the end of 93. I'm ready to get this paper, G. You with me? Motherfucking right. My pockets looking kind of tight. And I'm stressed. Yo, Biggie, let me get the vest. No need for that. Just grab the fucking gap. The first pocket that's fat, the tech is to his back. Word is born, I'ma smoke him. Yo, don't fake no moves. What? Treat it like boxing. Stick and move. Stick and Nigga, move. you ain't got to explain shit. I've been robbing motherfuckers since the slave ship With the same clip and the same 4-5 Two point blank, a motherfucker sure to die That's my word, nigga even try to vote God Have his mother sing it, it's so hard Yes love, love your fucking attitude Because the nigga play pussy, that's the nigga that's getting screwed and bruised up 
from the pistol whipping, webs on the neck from the necklace stripping, then I'm dipping up the block and I'm robbing bitches too, up the heron bones and bamboos, I wouldn't give a fuck if you're in error, give me the baby rings and the number one mom pendant, huh. I'm slamming niggas like Shaquille, shit is real, when it's time to eat a meal, I rob and steal, cause mom Duke ain't giving me shit, so for the bread and butter, I leave niggas in the gutter, huh. word the mother, I'm dangerous, crazier than a bag of fucking angel dust, when I bust my gap, motherfuckers take dirt naps. I'm all that and a dime sack. Where the paper at? When he's sticking you and taking all your money. Give me the loot, give me the loot.